Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Friday, January 20th, 2023. And our top story today, higher mortgage rates push people to pay all cash for their homes to avoid interest. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more is Dr. Daryl Fairweather. She's the chief economist for Redfin. Daryl, great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Thank you. Good to be here. It's good to be here with you. Um, Let's talk about the, I want to start off with just talking generally about the real estate market. I think we, we experienced a lot of uh, turbulence, to say the least, in the, in, in, the, in the general markets, in the stock market, but also real estate has been uh, pretty turbulent. How did 2022 end up from yours and Redfin's perspective? Well, it ended up in a bit of a slump. The housing market was incredibly competitive at the beginning of 2022, but then mortgage rates went up. And by summer, the housing market started to cool. And by the end of the year, it was a very cold. So 2023 is a new year. Mortgage rates are starting to trend down. So maybe it'll be a different story. But 2022, the end, it was pretty It was pretty cold out there in terms of home sales. Yep. And, and it was hard to get, from my recollection, I'm not a real estate agent. I have nothing to do with the real estate other than living in a home. Um, it was tough to find a home. Are we seeing uh, maybe more inventory than we had in the past, or maybe it's still kind of where we were, we're not much available? Inventory improved a tiny bit, but unfortunately we were in a long-term housing shortage. People who were able to lock in low interest rates on their homes didn't want to sell once interest rates went up and demand was softer. So unfortunately, those inventory problems are still pretty much with us. It's going to look a little bit better than last year, but it's still not anywhere level of housing that people want to see. Let's talk about higher mortgage rates, because as you said, and as we've seen throughout 2022 with the Fed raising rates, there's not a direct correlation, but there's an, you know, it, it tends to be where the mortgage rates go up. Um, what's been the impact on mortgages in general, besides the rates, obviously? Are people taking out mortgages? Are they taking them out over longer or shorter periods of time? Mortgage demand has gone down along with home buying demand. Nobody is really refinancing right now. If they wanted to refinance, they would have done it earlier in the year when rates were at record lows. So yes, the mortgage industry has slowed down quite a bit. We're seeing more cash purchases. Cash purchases are at, uh, let me look at the exact high. Sorry, I'll repeat that. All right, so I thought that was right. Cash purchases are at an eight-year high right now. So people are finding ways to still buy a home without taking out a mortgage because it's a better financial option right now. I mean, but buying a, an all-cash deal, I used to watch Million, Million Dollar Listing. I'm sure you've you've seen that uh, as well. It's a, it's a great program. An all-cash deal, that doesn't seem like something that everybody can do. Is it? Are there certain parameters for people to be able to do that? It's certainly not for everyone. I mean, the big requirement is you need a lot of cash. There, yep. I mean, there are in-betweens. You can put down more on your home, uh, have a larger down payment in order to have a lower monthly mortgage bill. So you don't need to go 100% cash to get some of those benefits of paying with cash. 
Another option is to buy points on a mortgage to get the mortgage rate down. There are some creative ways to make that monthly payment less, but all of them involve having money. Yeah, well, that's the, the money makes the world go round. I mean, no one's just going to give you a home. Uh, are there certain markets that are doing better, real estate markets, I should say, that are doing um, better than others? And I know you're the chief economist, so maybe you look at things very globally. But when you look at the United States, for example, are there certain areas like maybe a, a Florida versus a California that are doing better than others? Yeah, so the Midwest and the Northeast have been slow and steady up. They have not experienced the volatile markets of the South in places like Florida and the Southwest. It was a really big boom in prices during the pandemic, and now prices have fallen from those heights. It's just a bigger swing, bigger swinging market. We saw the same thing during the housing crash that these markets tend to tend to kind of overreact during times of exuberance, and then there's a big whiplash when the market cools down. Whereas in the Midwest, it just tends to be more stable. And you know, overall, the economy is still strong. So it's not too surprising that there are still housing markets that are doing well, even with these higher mortgage rates. Yeah. Well, Daryl, I need to take a very quick break. We come back, we'll talk about 2023. What can we expect? You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Tax audits, tax liens, wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. That would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. 
the people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck. Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The Tax Relief Line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. The Tax Relief Line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free. Well, Daryl, thanks so much for staying with us this morning. Thanks so much for hanging around for segment number two. Yeah, happy to be here still. Yep, and I'm happy that we haven't lost a guest. In the thousand plus shows we've done, I have never lost a guest. So that I guess that's a credit to our, our show and maybe I'm asking some of the right questions. Let's talk about 2023 because here we are, it's the second week of the year. Uh, or third week of the year, one of the, you know, it's early parts of 2023. Uh, how do things stack up and what, what are things that you're looking for? I'm not going to put you on the spot and say, break, break out the eight ball and tell us what to expect, but what are things that you're looking out for at Redfin? We're expecting it to be a pretty slow year for home sales. We're bracing for the fewest home sales since 2011. Now, that's not a certainty by any means. It really depends on what happens with inflation because that determines what happens with interest rates and with mortgage rates. There's some early signs that it looks like inflation isn't going to be quite as bad as the worst case scenario. So mortgage rates are starting to come down a bit, which has been good for housing market demand. But we're still anticipating that with rates much higher than they were during the pandemic, there will be a lot less demand than there was earlier. And, and, and so what does that mean for inventory where we have, I think as a country, we've struggled to build enough homes and therefore that led one of the reasons why it led to a spike in home prices and, and all that demand. Uh, are we seeing builders, are t builders taking a step back and saying, hey, you know, it's a softening market. We don't know what's going to happen. Let's not build. Not exactly. Builders face a lot of obstacles when it comes to building in terms of acquiring land, labor. Uh, demand is obviously one part of that equation, but during the pandemic, they couldn't meet demand because they didn't have enough laborers, they didn't have enough materials. Now those problems are starting to ease slightly at the same time that demand is cooling off. So it's like you trade one problem for another, <laughs> but you know, overall um, the building industry doesn't look too bad compared to how bad demand is overall. And, and what about first-time buyers? You know, it's always hard to get your foot in the door. First of all, if you're a first-time buyer, you've never owned a home. You've got no, you've got no equity. You've, all you've got is the cash in your pocket or in the bank. Um, what do you think about uh, those first-time buyers, people that maybe said on the in 2022, uh, no, we're not going to buy. Might they have, have an opportunity to buy in 2023? 
I think that it will be easier in some ways and harder in other ways this year. It'll be harder just because of mortgage rates being higher, so it becomes more expensive. But once you get over the hurdle of being able to afford a mortgage, then it should be kind of smooth sailing from there. There's more inventory now. You're a lot less likely to face a bidding war, so you don't have to appease the seller in every manner. You can kind of set the terms for yourself as a buyer, maybe get a credit or get uh, you know the kind of terms you want on the escrow. So I think as a buyer, it should be a little bit easier to negotiate. And, and we saw in 2022 and before people waiving all sorts of, I guess, contingencies. I, I would imagine that had softened at the, towards the end of 2022 because of softening demand. What about 2023? Does it, it kind of revert back to the, the norm of, okay, well, if we're going to buy this home, you're going to f- fix the hole in the roof, or you're going to put some new insulation in, or you're going to fix this, this, and this. Does that, does that kind of find its equilibrium? I, I think that will be more in equilibrium. When the market was, back in the summer, when the market was changing really rapidly, it was buyers who kind of caught on to things before sellers. And so buyers had to push sellers to be on the same page as them to accept the new reality. I think sellers are already accepting the reality. Hopefully most sellers are now pricing appropriately. So whatever price is agreed upon, when the offer is made will be more likely to be the final price just because both parties are on the same terms. I don't think we're going to see as many offers falling out of contract or as many fights during those final stages of the escrow. And, and last question, you know, a lot of first time home buyers or renters, what about the, the rental market? Um, the, and I know we're not talking, you know, your expertise is in, is in homes, but what about that, rental market? Are are we still seeing an increase? Are people saying, okay, well, if I can't buy right now, I'm going to rent and therefore driving up rental prices? Well, Redfin actually does have rental data now. So uh, I see into that data now just as much as the housing market data. And it's showing that rent prices are starting, at least they're they're still growing, but they're not growing as quickly. So I know the Fed has been very worried about rental inflation. It's a big concern because, you know, you can choose not to buy a home and rent instead, but if rent prices are going up, there's really nowhere to run from higher housing costs. Right now, at least we're seeing that rent growth is starting to slow. And I think in 2023, rent growth will, it may even fall. Rents may be lower this year than they were last year. Well, I guess we're going to have to see where things come. Daryl, really appreciate you joining us in the program this morning, and we look forward to having you back in a future episode. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, then drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest security news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more, all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, or visit our website and, of course, all of our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for BRN Weekly. We'll have the debut of Secure Saturdays, and we'll take a look back at some of our best segments for the week. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. Don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. 
All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts, so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.